0: Well, good morning, church. As always, good to be with you. Real good to be with you. I, have you ever noticed that we all have priorities? Uh, we might have different priorities, but we certainly all have priorities. Uh, we have what I like to think of as like top front burner priorities. And then back burner priorities. And, and we decide which of those things in our lives are front burner priorities and back burner priorities. I mean, we got like our job and our kids and our family, uh, and then we have our leisure activities, and, uh, and we have our church, and uh, we have our faith, and we're all trying to figure out, okay, which one of those priorities is the priority, and, and which ones uh, can go back burner and front burner. And sometimes if we're not careful uh, with our front burner Priorities, they can make it to the back burner, and the back burner ones can make it to the front burner, and then we figure out sometime later that um, our life is burning. (laughs) Work with me, okay? Oven, burner, okay. Some of you are going to get it. I know it. We had to figure out what our priorities are, not not just individually, but as a church, we had to figure out uh, what is it that our priority is. I mean, what's the front burner priority, the priority that, that supersedes all other priorities? What? What is that priority? So this morning, we, we just get to gather together and, and look at God's Word and figure out what is the priority that is worth guarding uh, so that we don't let any other priority infringe on this one. I mean, what's the, what's the priority that, that we would give our lives to? To make sure that we don't lose. To make sure that we always have Right there, front burner. God's Word gives us the answer. Uh, The good news is that there was another church that had to wrestle with what their main priority was. Uh, They had to try and wrestle with what's the main thing and how do we keep the main thing the main thing? Uh, How do we make sure that we have front burner kind of priorities it's a church in, in Ephesus that Jesus gives this message to John, and, and John relays this message to a church in Ephesus, and it's a church that, that is extraordinary, and it has done some tremendous things. And, and what we'll find is that this church, well, it deserves some commendation, some attaboy, It deserves a pat on the back. It deserves some some reason for you to walk up to the people of this church and say, you're doing it right. The other side. The other side of the words from Jesus, however, are not just words of commendation, but words of condemnation. Words of warning. Words of challenge. And this morning, we we look at both. We look at both the words of commendation and condemnation. We look at the words of challenge, and we look at the words of comfort. Uh, We look at the words of encouragement, and we look at the words of warning, all so that we can figure out what is it? What is the priority that we must guard? So this morning, I just want to answer two little simple questions uh, the first one is, what is the priority? Come on, tell me. I mean, what is it? What is the priority? And, and then, well, I'm going to tell you. <laughs> don't ruin the ending. What's the priority? And then how do I make sure? How do I do this priority thing? How do I make sure that when I have the priority, I make sure it's the priority? How do I guard it well? Open up your Bibles with me. Open up your Bibles with me. Revelation chapter 2. Revelation, the last book of the Bible. And John has been given these words from Jesus to tell to the churches. If you don't have a Bible, reach out and grab one, page 862. You're going to find the words of Jesus to the church at Ephesus. Revelation chapter 2, verse 1. To the angel of the church in Ephesus, write These are the words of him who holds the seven stars in his right hand and walks among the seven golden lampstands Jesus, I know your deeds your hard work and your perseverance. I know that you cannot tolerate wicked men, that you have tested those who claim to be apostles but are not. And you have found them to be false. You have persevered and have endured hardships for my name and have not grown weary. Attaboy! Yet I hold this against you You have forsaken your first love. Remember the height from which you have fallen. Repent and do the things you did at first. If you do not repent, I will come to you and remove your lampstand from its place. But you do have this in your favor. You do hate the practice of the Nicolaitans, which I also hate. He who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. To him who overcomes, to him who conquers, I will give the right to eat from the tree of life, which is in the paradise of God. What's the priority? I mean, what's the primary priority? What's the priority that you always have to keep at the, the front of the burner? Well, some would say that the thing you have to keep at the front of the burner, the thing that you have to guard well is, is doctrine. Doctrine. Is teaching, is the study of Scripture, uh, is is making sure that everything has its place and that that you're guarding it well. There's only one problem. That's not what Jesus says. Think about it for a minute. This church is getting an awful lot right, aren't they? I mean, Jesus gives him an attaboy. He gives him a pat on the back. He says, hey, you're doing some really good things here. I mean, there's some things that if, if they were posted on the church's Facebook page in the first century, uh, Jesus gives a like to. Jesus retweets. He takes an Instagram post to the church and says, there's some things you're doing right? Hashtag attaboy. Okay, for those of you who have no idea what I just said, (laughs) Jesus is saying, good job. They got some doctrine right. They got some teaching of the church right, and they were willing To go evidently through some hardship to make sure that everybody knew where they stood. When it came to the Scriptures, when it came to teaching about Jesus, they had it figured out. I know your deeds. You're working hard. You're persevering. I know that you can't tolerate wicked people. You've tested those who claim to be apostles and are not and have found them false. They're, They're testing people. He says just a little later on, you have persevered and have endured hardships for my name. Couldn't that same sort of thing be said of Whiting Christian Church? Where God gives us a thumbs up, there have been times and messages that I preach that those of you who lovingly look at Scripture and have studied it have come alongside of me afterwards and said, Mike, can I ask you a question? And you have lovingly, gently uh, tried to, to, to say, Mike, is, is this what I heard you say? And, and is this true? And for that, I would say, hey, good on ya. And I think Jesus would say of Whiting Christian Church, hey, those are good things. That we are going to be a church that constantly stands behind uh, God and His Word. That this is His Word to us and we are going to take it for what it is. Even amidst a culture that would say sometimes that, that God and His Word is obsolete and out of date, we're going to say... Absolutely, uh, whatever we find God's word to say, we're going to stand there. Even if it causes us some hardship, even if it means a, a lost opportunity at work or with friends or with family, we're going to stand with wherever God's word says. And many of you, many of you know individually in your own families, in your own workspaces, in your own experience, what it's like uh, to have to endure a place uh, where maybe even in your own home, you are going to Stand by this no matter what. And God says of you, hey, good job. Fantastic. Keep it up. Your study of the Word is fantastic. But this isn't the priority. Mm. I have a good friend. His name is Bill. Bill. And sometimes when Bill begins to talk about those things which are of core value to us, uh, those things which are our major priorities, our front burner priorities, he will, he will build a bullseye on the board. And there'll be one circle and then another circle and then another circle and another circle. And he'll begin asking the questions in regards to the priorities that we have. And, and some, people, uh, some people would like to say uh, that, that doctrine, that is the center circle. That the teaching of the church, that the study of the Word, uh, we just, that's it. It's absolute. And yet he says, well, actually, that's, that's a little off of center That it's a priority, that it's a good thing, uh, that it's on the outside, but, but it's not the center of the circle. I teach at Nebraska Christian College. And when I have students in my class, I try and remind them that amidst all of their study of Scripture, all the verses they're going to look at, all the things they're going to tear apart, all the things they're going to listen to, all the, all the reading that they will do about the Bible. That the study of the Bible can never become an academic exercise. I wonder, is it possible that we get so caught up in doing the study of God, we forget the God of the study. I want you to hear Jesus' warning. I hold this against you. You have forsaken your first love. Your first thing. Your first priority. Uh, The one thing that that shouldn't go anywhere, uh, the the priority that you should guard with absolutely your life. I, I wonder, is it possible for us to do really good things for God? Is it possible for us to do really great work to serve? Uh, is it possible for us to, uh, to send things away to, to hurricane victims and, and to gather up our things and to send them away? Is it possible uh, that we could study the Scriptures so intently uh, that we become people who are looking out, right, for everybody else and we will make sure that the morality of the Bible is lived by everybody else around us? And we will look at those sinners around us and we will say, hey, the Bible says this about that more piece of morality, and and sexually you're not doing this. And, And and is it possible for us to begin to go, you know, God's calling you to this? And and in the process, in the process of doing the work of the Lord, we forget the Lord of the work. Is it possible? The Ephesian church was doctrinally right. Their teaching was true. They were standing on the Scriptures. And yet Jesus says you have forsaken your first priority. You're doing the work of the Lord, but you've forgotten the Lord of the work. I wonder, could it be said of Whiting Christian Church at any time, or maybe the individuals that make up Whiting Christian Church, that at times, all of us in this room have also forsaken our first love. Are there times in my own preaching or my own ministry or am I? my own opportunities at a Bible college where I've allowed the study of Scripture to become an academic exercise. Uh, You see, gang, uh, one of the things that we understand about Scripture is that this is tied to the revelation of who God is. He's trying to tell us something about who He is and what He has come to do. But it's tied to Him. You see, we come and we read the Scriptures not simply so that we can follow the teachings of Jesus, but so that we can follow Jesus Himself. We could follow the teachings and miss Jesus. And if we do, Jesus says to us, you've forsaken your first love. There's all sorts of ways that maybe we have done this, right? I mean, none of us would say, oh yes, I'm just going to move Jesus to the back burner, but maybe there's other really good things that that begin to infringe upon Jesus. Maybe it's leisure activities. And they're great leisure activities, and we're thinking in our mind, no, I'm taking these opportunities to, to talk about Jesus with other people who otherwise wouldn't get to know Jesus. And yet in the midst of doing the work, we forget Jesus. And, and perhaps, uh, perhaps it is that we're serving and we're reminding people about what God's Word says, but, but we've forgotten to follow Jesus. Perhaps we're doing great work uh, perhaps we're we're going to work every day with the mindset that I'm going to share Jesus because that's what Jesus's teachings tell me to do, and and I'm trying to do that, and and yet I forget in the midst of all of it just to simply follow Jesus. What is the priority? Well, you already heard about it. It is Jesus. It is the Christ. Draw that circle of priorities. Draw the bullseye and in the center for you has to be Jesus. Before even the reading and understanding of the Scriptures, it has to be Jesus. Jesus says, you've forsaken your first love. And He he gives the warning. And it's a serious one. He said, you've forsaken your first love. If you do not repent, I will come to you and remove your lampstand from its place. The lampstand is the church. You will lose your identity about who you are because I am no longer in first place. So how is it that we guard? How is it that we take this priority and guard it with our absolute all of us? He, he, he gives us some reminders in here in, in regards to how is it that we are to guard this. He, he says, remember the height from which you have fallen. Remember. Some of you that are married may uh, be able to identify with this. Do you remember when you met your spouse? Just go ahead, look, look at your spouse right now. Just Look longingly. Do, do you remember? Do you remember the time? There she was. There he was. Oh man, it was good, wasn't it? It was fantastic. I mean, you would never not think of opening the door for her. You would never not think of holding His hand. It was wonderful. If you want to get back to the priority of Jesus, you have to remember what it was like maybe as someone who is getting to know Jesus for the first time. you got to come back to those moments and go, that's right. That's right, I remember now. The service that I do for this church, that Sunday school that I teach, that stuff that I do back in the kids' area, uh, the sponsoring that I do with the youth group, the Sunday school that I attend, the small group that I go to, the, the study that I do. When I open up my Bible, the, 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 the whole Bible in a year, the, the studying of Scripture, the trying to understand the words, the listening to the sermons, it's all for Jesus. I'm doing all of that so that I can understand who Jesus is and what He wants for my life. I'm not doing it just to serve. I'm not doing it just to go. I'm not doing it just so that I can understand new information. I'm doing it because I remember what it was like. uh, Those moments with Jesus where I would do anything for him. He says, hey, remember. And he says, repent. Now this is a good one for all Christians. There are times I meet Christians and and they begin to think that repentance is something that only non-believers do. That only people far from Jesus have to do. Uh, Let me clue you in. This is a letter to the church. Christians. Christians. We ought to do what I do every morning roll over and say, Lord, I'm sorry. That was almost funny. Almost, come on, you know. We ought to repent. We ought to turn around and say, Lord, I long to be where You are. And I desire You. He says, remember Repent, and then he says, do the things you did at first. Do the things. Repent and do the things you did at first. What was it that connected you with Jesus? What was it that drew you close to Him? Was it getting into His Word? Was it hanging out with other people? What was it that that just helped you recognize that your life was really prioritized with Jesus in the center? That that front-level burner that never moves is Jesus? You want to guard this priority? Then make repentance, make remembrance, make doing those things you did at first when you first kind of came to Christ, make those things a priority. And you will find that Jesus is firmly established in the center of your life. So Jesus is the priority. You guard it by remembering and repenting and doing the things that you did when you first came to know the Lord. And there's a payoff. I want you to hear what He says. He who hasn't heard, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. To him who overcomes, to him who conquers, to him who gets the priority right, I will give the right to eat from the tree of life, which is in the paradise of God. There's a couple of places in the Bible where the tree of life shows up. One is in the very beginning in Genesis, right? Adam and Eve are there and it's perfect! The words of Jesus, or the words of God in Genesis about the creation is it is good. And there is the tree of life, and Adam and Eve are there, and it's wonderful. And of course, that got all messed up. Satan comes in and he offers something and he says, God's trying to deceive you, and of course, it was the deceiver being deceptive. And they eat and they can't go back, right? They can't go back. They can't go back and taste the fruit of the tree of life anymore. And it begins this this spiral of sin and God redeeming His people. And He says, hey, here. He says, hey, if you will guard the priority, I will make sure that when all things come to an end, that whether that be your life or Jesus coming back a final time, you get to go back. You get to go back and enjoy the garden in and, and more than perfection because you will know what full redemption looks like. And you'll get to go up to the tree and take off a fruit and eat of it. And you will have presence with the God who created the universe. Church, we have an opportunity to guard front burner kinds of priorities. And he gives us words of comfort. He gives us a pat on the back and he gives us a kick in the pants. But we have to be willing to respond so that we're guarding Jesus Let's pray. Lord God, I thank You so much for Your goodness to us. Lord, I pray that somewhere in all of this, Your Word was heard and received. And I pray, Father, for the hearts of the hearers. I pray from my heart that I can receive this warning and live to be victorious, ready, willing and able to walk through the garden's gate so that I can eat the tree of life. Lord, can it be said of me? And can it be said of all of us in this room? Can it be said of Whiting Christian Church that we have overcome because we've guarded the right priorities? Lord, help us to place You as first. And in all that we do for you, help us not to forsake you. We love you. We pray all this in Jesus' holy and precious name. Amen.